Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ask Anything presented by Mosher Consulting. I'm your host, Angel Leon, Mosher's Director of Personnel. We're glad you're with us for this episode of Ask Anything, and with us today is another special guest who this time is going to be talking to us about suicide prevention. We will be joined today by Kelsey Aaron. She's the Executive Director of the Indiana Chapter of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Kelsey Aaron joined the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention in March 2016 as a volunteer. Now as the AFSP Executive Director for Indiana, she supports AFSP's mission of saving lives and bringing hope to those affected by suicide by working with AFSP staff members and amazing volunteers to raise awareness. Kelsey does all of this to honor her dad, who she lost by suicide in November of 2001. Kelsey, it's great to have you with us on Ask Anything today to talk about such an important topic. This month is Suicide Awareness Month, so we thought it would be great if we could talk about suicide awareness and prevention and how ASSP Indiana can help. Thank you again for joining us. How are you? Doing great. Thank you so much for having us. Well, it is a pleasure to have you with us to talk about such an important topic in our society. I know that this is a topic that many really don't like to talk about for obvious reasons, but it needs to be talked about. So I want to start with what is the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention? The American Foundation for Suicide Prevention is a national organization. We have 74 chapters in all 50 states, including Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico. And we are the largest funder of suicide prevention research. We started off as a research organization in 1987, and from that research, we've grown into all sorts of different pillars that we are able to activate in terms of advocacy at the state and federal level, education within the community. Also, we do support for suicide loss survivors and individuals who've been impacted by suicide, whether they're caretakers of someone who struggles or maybe they struggle themselves and have suicidal ideation. So lots of different components, which is what drew me to this as a volunteer. So you touched on some of those here quickly, but could you tell us a little bit more about some of the natural program the foundation has? One of the many programs that AFSP offers is called Talk Saves Lives. There's several different modules of that. We have a standard version that's in English. It also is available in Spanish. We have an LGBTQ module. There's also one that's for elderly and senior citizens. They're working on additional modules for the African-American community, Latinx as well. One of the key components from this is just educating the community on debunking some myths that we've all grown up with. We talk about suicide, we're going to give someone the idea. We know from research that, that that's not true, but helping empower people to know and encourage them to lean in and ask people if they're worried about them and how to do that. Another component of Talk Saves Lives is the language. I grew up saying committed suicide, and that's often still very common in news reports and in the way that we discuss suicide. We are encouraging and working towards helping people shift saying committed to died by suicide, ended their lives, killed themselves, because that term committed is tied to a lot of negative connotation. It's committed, it's tied to crime, it's tied to a choice. We know that individuals who are struggling with their mental health have tunnel vision and and aren't able to think clearly or rationally. And using that phrase too is hard for suicide loss survivors who've lost a loved one by suicide. So it's one easy way to really start to shift the stigma around mental health and, and suicide is just shifting saying committed, which is a key piece. We go into a little bit of research findings as well um, at a high level. And then um, my favorite piece is 
what every day people like you and I can do to help in what role we play, which is key. So if that's about a 45 minute program with time for question and answer, we also have programs for middle schoolers. It's just talking about overall mental wellness and mental health and the importance of talking to a trusted adult. We have programs for high schoolers too that go into a little bit deeper conversation and things like that. So those are great for doing them within inside the classroom. We do them in health classes. We do them open to the community at libraries or things like that and lunch and learns for companies. But yeah, there's, there's lots of different neat programs to engage in. There's more in-depth ones for with companies that we're partnered with that um, specialize in suicide intervention. So there's it's called ASSIST, which is Applied Suicide Intervention Skills Training, which is a Mm -hmm. two-day suicide intervention skills training workshop. And then with them as well, there's a four-hour suicide alertness training. So you learn how to ask someone if they're thinking about suicide. It's easy to tell someone you need to ask. It's a totally different thing when you have to look someone in the eye. So both of those are are really great workshops to to attend. Yeah, I, I have to say I went through an assist workshop back in 2019. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was it was a very eye opening experience for me. My background is in psychology. So I kind of thought I knew my cues, my questions, yeah. etc. And it just blew my mind at the directiveness at the just Absolutely. how black and white you have to you basically have to be to the point and not be afraid to ask questions or dance around the topic. Like you were mentioning, I, I really enjoy listening to you and talk about the programs. But the one I really resonate with is the language. Just yeah. don't dance around the topic. This is not a topic that you want to dance around with, you know, make it sound like throwing a little bit of sugar. You don't know. No, right. this is a topic that you have to be very direct. You have to have the right set of language and you have to own yourself. You right. have to understand what you're talking about, what you're saying, and be as direct as possible. Absolutely. Yeah. I think so often we want to be polite and we don't want to be nosy. Right. And, and right. that's, you know, or oftentimes can assume that someone else might recognize this. And so they'll be asking. And, and we have to assume that it's only going to be us. And the worst thing that happens is that multiple of us notice this about this person and we all reach out. And so they know that a lot of people are there to support them. So. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, it's it's key. And again, going back to the assist portion of this, what I was going to say is if you have an opportunity to attend an assist training, please do so. You have no idea the cues that you're going to pick up from that. You have no idea the the skill set that you're going to develop from that. And like you were saying, Kelsey, it's just you notice so much more absolutely. in people and in their behaviors and the way they speak in the way they act around you and things that you might have thought were normal are not. And the assist workshop really does help you pick up on those things. And if you see some of those cues, then you, if you remember your training, then you start, you spring into action and you can either A, go right to it and ask questions and be that voice right ahead. Or maybe you can get some help of somebody that you feel might be able to help. So that assist- I have to say it's one of my favorite things that I've ever taken in my life. So same. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard to tell people, you know, it's a two day workshop and they're like, where am yeah. I going to find the time? But uh, yeah, it's definitely, I don't tell people to do things I haven't done myself and that I don't mm -hmm. find value in. And I agree. It's absolutely worth every moment, truly for sure. All right. So let's turn 
now to Indiana. And what can you tell us about what the foundation has done locally here in Indiana? Yeah. The Indiana chapter of AFSP was founded in 2008 by Lisa Bratton. She is a suicide loss survivor and lost her son, Kurt. And what started off as a one walk, that was the only thing that was AFSP affiliated in Indiana. It was in Indianapolis. It was 150 walkers, has now grown into over 25 walks across the state that happened in the spring and the fall. And then from that fundraising stems the work that we're able to do, the free programming, the free literature that we're able to distribute to offices, places of worship, schools, libraries, all all the things like that. The advocacy that we're able to do, our AFSP advocates were crucial and critical in helping shift the 1-800 lifeline number to that 988 number. So this past July, we just celebrated the one-year anniversary of having 988, which is um, the suicide crisis lifeline number, which is incredible. Here locally, we have around anywhere from 600 to 1,000 active volunteers, depending on the time of year, ranging from, we've got, you know, some six-year-olds that walk in parades and do incredible things with us, all the way up to one of our oldest volunteers is in her 90s, and she does some really beautiful cards and crochets, things for for suicide loss survivors and, and things like that. So we have a space and a place for everyone, regardless of what their time capacity is or geographical location, um, which is really neat. We also were, the Indiana chapter was just awarded overall chapter of the year um, out of 74 chapters at our national leadership conference, which just speaks volumes to the incredible work of our volunteers. And, you know, everybody, I often hear, and I was one of those people where I thought, you know, I'm just a sister. I'm just a daughter. I, I can't help. I thought that I would need to go back to school to have an impact. And it's, you know, all of those pieces of doctors and psychologists and nurses do play a vital role, but it's everyday people who think that they're just a mom, just a neighbor, just a coach that truly have impact and getting that award and seeing the amazing things that they're doing is just remarkable. And it's really an honor to see their journeys evolve regardless of how, you know, they came to the chapter. One fun project that we have going on right now, we piloted it in the spring, um, but we're partnering with coffee shops across the state to have coffee sleeves that have 988 on them, along with some positive messaging for Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. So those will be all throughout the state throughout September, which is a really fun project. And then we're looking forward to its walk season as well. So September and October when we host our Out of the Darkness Walk. So we'll have 10 of those across the state. They're free to register. They're family-friendly events, dog-friendly. So it's a nice day, not only for people who have lost someone by suicide or they might struggle themselves, but one of the beautiful things that I've been able to see in my involvement is now it's people choosing AFSP before AFSP picks them, if that makes sense. They're just passionate about mental health. So they might not necessarily have a direct tie other than wanting to help, being passionate about mental health being passionate about mental wellness, which has really been a beautiful thing to see um, as well. Yeah. And this, the impacts of the walks, I've, I've seen it firsthand. I know of somebody who's actually going down to Bloomington to the one you have. It's October 22nd. Is yes. the so they have somebody who earlier in their life, in their life, they were together and this person died by suicide. And so they still chat with their family. They're still close. 
So even after all these years, they're still close and they still participate in remembrance of that person. So it's a huge impact, but let me go back and congratulate you and the Indiana chapter on receiving such a wonderful award, because again, like you were saying, it speaks to your work, the work of the volunteers. And sometimes, you know, especially the volunteers, I'm sure, like you were saying, they feel like they're one of X amount and they're just somebody who's a nurse or maybe somebody who's a teacher, somebody who's a caregiver, et cetera. And they feel like my work is not being, you know, shown, but here it is. This is is what it means to be a volunteer. It's awesome. Yeah. I I think too, you know, and I'm guilty of it too. I can hyper-focus like where I'm at, like, you know, if I'm in Bloomington, I'm just thinking about what's happening in Bloomington, or I only distributed this many 988 cards, you know, in this area or something like that. But collectively, the impact that we're able to have when we come together has been huge. And it's just it's solely through the volunteers. I am just here to cheer them on. They're the ones doing all the hard work. So well, it just goes to show you one person that you share your information with is more than enough, as long as they continue that information. And yeah, you know, whether you post it on social media, whether you're giving out one of the 988 cards, that's still one person that you're impacting. So that's one more than before. I want to ask you, could you share the suicide ranks or where Indiana ranks in the suicide? Currently, Indiana is ranked 23 out of the 50 states for um, suicides. And those, that's the CDC data from 2021. So that's the most accurate and updated data that we have. Uh, the CDC, it takes about two years for them to aggregate the data. So we just got the 2021 data. So uh, we're 23. We lost 1,129 Hoosiers by suicide in 2021, which makes it the 11th leading cause of death in Indiana. It's currently the third leading cause of death for ages 15 to 24 it's the second leading cause of death for 25 to 34 in Indiana. It's the fifth leading cause of death for 35 to 44. And it's the seventh leading cause of death for 45 to 54 in Indiana. So, so high number for young people, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very unfortunate, especially for people who still have their whole lives ahead of them and can make an impact in their society. So that's a high number, but obviously the work that you and the foundation are doing here locally does impact that. So let me ask you, how can someone get involved with the foundation here locally? There's all sorts of different ways and capacities to engage. Some people, maybe they want to just volunteer a day of an event, whether that's a walk or at a pride event or a community festival or something like that. So we need volunteers like that that might not have capacity to do something regularly. The Indianapolis Walk itself, we need 250 volunteers to make that day run smoothly, just to give you a perspective of what that looks like. Anywhere from that all the way to committee level engagement where they might be leading a group of volunteers over an initiative and one of our pillars, whether that's loss and healing or around our LGBTQ work group, DEI, all sorts of different, uh, the education and program piece. So if someone's interested in volunteering with the Indiana chapter, they can visit our chapter website at afsp.org slash Indiana. On there, there's a button to volunteer, just fill out the application, and then we'll follow up with them to get them the most current virtual volunteer orientation. They can kind of find out different ways that they can engage. They might've had something else in mind and learn a new piece or component they wanna try. And then we can get them connected with those volunteers that are leading those initiatives. It's a fun way to, like I said, we've got volunteers 
little people that are doing amazing things truly and any age and any ability we we have a space and a place for everyone so we welcome anyone to come come and help and there's events almost year round correct yes yep yep we've got events all year round one that i'd want to share too it's always the saturday before thanksgiving it's international survivors of suicide loss day it happens globally last year there were about 400 to 500 sites across the world Indiana has anywhere from 10 to 15 sites across the state uh, where individuals can attend. And it's intentionally the Saturday before Thanksgiving. Um, It'll be November 18th, which is Mm -hmm. 2023. It's intentionally the Saturday before Thanksgiving and the winter holidays to bring suicide loss survivors together because we know that, you know, those types of holidays and, and family gatherings can be challenging and difficult. And so there's a mix of People who are further along in their grief journey, newly bereaved, um, come together and they can just share their experience and and strength and hope and be able to share maybe things that they couldn't say to their family members, but they can say to someone, you know, another suicide loss survivor, which is really, it's a really nice day. Good. So before we go, I want to obviously give this information out. So if someone is struggling, where could they go to find help here in Indiana? Yeah, so the first piece I would say is that if someone is struggling, they can reach out and either text or call 988, which is a suicide and crisis lifeline, or they can also go to the crisis lifeline website and chat. They're, they might be hearing impaired, so that's another option as well. Or they can also text 741741, which is the crisis text line. Both of those resources and something that I learned when I was volunteering not only can they be utilized by the individual that's struggling, but they can also be utilized by someone who might want to help them. The 988 number, you can three-way call it. Maybe that person doesn't want to call by themselves or they're not capable, but maybe we can three-way call that number together. Or I can call that number and say, hey, I'm worried about my friend. I'm worried about my neighbor. This is what I've been noticing. What can I do? Or a student or something like that. So it's important to know too that those resources can be used twofold. I think so often we tell people to, to reach out if they're struggling, but oftentimes, you know, what we need to do is really lean in and see how we can help and support too. So just encouraging and empowering people to lean in and ask, how are you doing those types of things and starting those conversations is key too. But 988 and 741741 are both great resources to start. All right. Well, Kelsey, it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you here on Ask Anything. Thank you very much for sharing all of this information about suicide awareness prevention and good luck the rest of the year with your events. And if anybody wants to volunteer, you heard Kelsey, please go to the website. If you're struggling, please dial 988 or text talk to 741741. Thank you for listening in to this week's edition of Ask Anything presented by Mojo Consulting. We hope you enjoyed listening to Kelsey Aaron talk to us about suicide prevention. Remember, if you're in a crisis, please dial 988 or text TALK to 741741. If you want more information about suicide prevention, please visit AFSP.org. Join us next time when we continue to dive deeper with our resident experts and what they're currently working on. Remember to send us your ideas or topics through our social media feeds. In the meantime, please remember to give us a rating and subscribe to our feed wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, so long, everybody.